today on Ovias and Jillia. We'll get into why the NCAA just loves telling us how they have zero power in the world of college football. Plus, Brooke Pryor, ESPN. We'll get into a philosophical conversation about the Super Bowl versus the Taylor Swift Eras Tour. It is time that we do something new. Joe Ovius and Joe Gillian. By doing something new, I mean doing something old, but we're bringing it back, so it's basically new. Here we go. Let's podcast from the Eford Studios, downtown Raleigh Empire Properties. I'm Joe Obvious. That's Joe Gilio. We're starting to decorate. Man, process, starting Joe. to look real in here. Yeah. For real, for real. Yeah, I realized uh, when this is all said and done, this is going to look like it's about the size of a dorm, like mm-hmm. a Carroll dorm. S- sign was a little bit bigger at NC State. But we got the mini fridge. We got the Keurig. I got the cork boards up. I think, I mean... There's all sorts of ways to the make elevated this work. loft. Can we do? Well, we can do a loft. <laughs> yeah, we can do a loft. Yeah, absolutely. Put the couch under the loft. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then we could just put the beer cans behind the couch. Shout out to Charlie Wright, man. <laughs> Charlie Wright was the first in our dorm in '93 to have the loft. Him yeah. and his pops, oh. like they were launching the shuttle, man. Like they Dude. took a day and they were like, "We are building this shit, no matter what." And it was awesome. Shout out to my guy Matt Casey, who I graduated with from. Uh, from Cardinal Gibbons, and he went to state. He's, I think, he's in Arizona now. Uh, regardless, uh, his whole thing was they, they. He was in. He was in a corner dorm at Syme before they had taken now. There is before they had taken out Riddick. Okay? Right, right, so right. They still had the the bones of Riddick, and you could park. And they still had, you know, offices, like laundromats, and whatever it was in there. Cra- it's, yeah. It was the craziest thing. So anyway, so Riddick was still there. He was in a corner dorm, and you could put this perfect couch, but there was a space behind the couch, so it was just a matter of. Done with the beer? Toss Chink. it. Done with the beer? Toss it. And it was like, let's see how many are back there when this when the when the year is over. So it started to it started to uh wash like the crest over the the couch. At that point, yeah. it stunk and we had to just yeah. go ahead and, and make that happen. But you know, I'm trying to, man, I almost feel like there's you didn't a, have air conditioning your freshman year, did you? Well, remember, I didn't live on campus. So oh, you didn't? no, I didn't live on campus. Your freshman year, you didn't live on campus. No, I did not. I lived with my parents for reasons sure mainly because i had a younger brother my parents were like we're gonna pay for school and you're gonna live at home and you're gonna help us with your brother take care of you bro Keep i mean it's really bro. what yeah, yeah pretty much what it was okay. it was a good trade-off i mean what i came out of school debt-free i'm not gonna complain no 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 <laughs> so, i'm just saying they i think all of the dorms are air-conditioned now mm-hmm. so oh, like only I, oh, I only braga was had, yeah air-conditioned when i moved in and i'm like I sat, I got one of those box fans yeah. and I slept. I mean, I put that thing on top of me when I slept, yeah, I slept yeah, on the yeah, floor. Yeah. I didn't even sleep in my, my, my bunk. No wonder your back's out of whack. No, that was great for my back. <laughs> was your back already out of, out of shape at that point in college? Were you already an I old man beds, at 19? I've always, I've always slept on the floor. Okay. All right. I mean, it, you know, it explains a lot. It does. <laughs> it really explains a lot. And actually this just gave me an idea that we'll get to in housekeeping. Speaking of college, um, it's been a it's been an NIL NCAA sort of week this week. Um, you want to start with donor fatigue or the NCAA sending out memos that they can't really back up? Let's, how do you, you want to start? Let's start with the NCAA okay. because I feel like donor fatigue gets to a premise that you and I have had for the last ten years. Yes, which is the water will always find its level, the market will always find its level, mm-hmm. and that that's where we get the donor fatigue. But let's start with the NCAA because. The NCAA decided to, to they weren't going to police anything 
when it came to NIL because they were scared after what Justice Kavanaugh wrote. Yeah. Basically, if I could just sum this up in 10 seconds, which I think I just did. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden they went and they hired a governor from Massachusetts to be the new head of the NCAA. And he thinks he's going to glad hand his way and handshake his way and pat people on the back and, and get Congress on his side. Good luck. That's awesome. Uh, but the NCAA now all of a sudden is going to find religion and be like, hey, we're going to start policing NIL. Yeah. Uh, good luck. Yeah, exactly. Because again, Joe, this wasn't, you know, this wasn't the state. This wasn't your your local municipality. This wasn't the NCAA. This was the Supreme <laughs> Court of these here United States. Yeah. Which, regardless of your political affiliation, regardless of Kavanaugh's political affiliation, Mm -hmm. is the rule of this land. So good luck fighting in the Supreme Court. Yeah. And good luck because you are over forever. You are the Washington generals, NCAA. You never effing win. You got the worst lawyers ever. Like, sack up. Find somebody who can actually win a case. That's embarrassing. I want you to to use corporate speak. Let's put a pin in that and, and get back to it. Here's Ross Dellinger. Uh, as, if I can like back out of this real quick as I'm still understanding how to use things here on, on social See, media. you know how to not. Zoom. I yeah, don't. yeah, you don't know how to Zoom. I know how to Zoom. But I was like, so I, this, I was able to pull it up though. So that's good. This, this, is from, this is from Ross Dellinger over at uh, Sports Illustrated. Uh, the NCAA strongly clarifies its NIL policy by warning schools that, one, they may, they must follow NCAA rules even if they conflict with state laws. This is happening in Texas, et cetera, California. And two, entities such as school foundations are prohibited from NIL and offering donor incentives for NIL giving. This is a Texas A&M issue where Texas A&M is like, hey, you give X amount, we're doing priority seating, all these types right. of things. This This gets to the donor fatigue aspect of why we're here, but- Schools are constantly trying to find ways to incentivize people to give money to them. And the NCAA is freaking out once again. So Dellinger follows this up by saying, in response to a growing trend, state laws permitting rule breaking and prohibiting enforcement, NCAA provides the strongest language yet, taking aim at those planning to use fundraising arms at NIL. In a May story, we explored this trend across the SEC. So that's that's the setup for what's going on. Which then gets back to what you were saying in terms of the lawyers and where we're at. But also, let me make a quick point. Yeah. Okay. Why do NILs exist? Because these schools are making billions of dollars off of these athletes. Yeah. Billions in television revenue and ticket revenue. They refuse to share that revenue with those athletes. Mm -hmm. That's why Kavanaugh wrote what he wrote. Under no other system are you allowed to say... We don't pay our employees because that's what we've always done. He straight up in this, in the most plain and boldest of language said, you cannot do that. Mm -hmm. And if the next person who challenges this in a court of law will app the NCAA, you can come here and I will throw this thing back at you so fast. You won't even know what hit you. You won't even know what the devil's triangle is. You won't even like beer in college the way that I liked beer in college. That's how badly you're going to lose. So, the NCAA has protected its cartel mm-hmm. by saying we have unpaid labor and spare me the scholarship nonsense. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. They have unpaid labor that they refuse to share their revenue with. So what they've done is they've passed the buck to fans and said, and keep in mind, this was going on before NIL. This was going on with scholarships. Mm-hmm. Your athletic department, the school does not pay for scholarships. Yeah. The fans and the Wolfpack club, the Rams club, the iron Dukes, they pay for scholarships out of their pocket. 
This is now an extension of that. You, oh, you're going to pay for the NIL, the fans, the, the donors, the, you know, the, the businessman who's mm-hmm. got money, the business who wants to see your school be uh, ultra competitive right. and win titles because right, they got to bring you're to the friends. ones, not this check from Fox, no. not this check from ESPN. You can't touch that. And that's the problem with this mousetrap that the NCAA has built. Mm-hmm. It's actually a house of cards and good for Kavanaugh for calling them out the way that they did. And now I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I want the chart. Get me the board. Fool around. Find out. Yeah. Because all we need now, we need one athlete to be O'Bannon. We need one athlete to be Alston. I don't think In it's going to be the athletes. It's going to be the schools because this is where this is the schools are going to be the one that does it. This I think the ship has sailed on the players doing it because look, man, put yourself back in college. Like we saw this with EA Sports and the college football game. How yeah, many, no, no, it was you know, you know, after it no, was after. But he, I'm talking about players in college right now after having so many ACC kickoffs or talking to players randomly and all they cared about was they just liked being in the game. Sure. You know, like it, it, the onus is on the adults, not the students themselves. I get what you're saying. Well, I'm Obama just saying that the case would stuff. be the case would be if a player. Yeah. Who is now being paid on NIL then gets somehow suspended or whatever by the NCAA. Then they sue but, and say it is my constitutional right. And to be this paid. is what I'm getting at. The schools are going to be the ones that are doing it. And Ross Bjork, who's the AD at Texas A&M, has already set the table for that. Okay. All of this is a non- saying that they can. Yeah. All of this is a non-story okay. because the NCAA can set a memo all they want. These are guidelines. They're not actually rules yet. A lot of them are guidelines to begin with. Not to get too into the weeds of NCAA sure. compliance. Even I struggle to understand the basics of NCAA There's compliance. There's no such thing as NCAA compliance. Because what makes logical sense to you does not do you, apply to the NCAA. Fake birds and something else. And the NCAA rules. Okay. It's a state of mind, man. <laughs> the NCAA rules are a state of mind. And the NCAA can sit here and say, hey, this is a membership institution. You abide by the rules. Ooh, yeah, you make run rules. by the members. Run yeah, by the members. The run by the members. Okay. What? No, 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 no. If the members want to do what they want to do, they will because they'll get lawyers. And that's what Ross Bjork was essentially getting at. When he was asked, I forgot who it was that asked him. I think it was from, uh, from an ESPN reporter. Say, hey, look, with these guidelines, the NCAA memo, like we're going to go with the state laws. Tell us the state laws supersede it. And if you want to challenge that by all means, come again, let's go to court, which gets back to uh, what you started with. At some point, the NCAA is going to get religion. They always lose. They're not equipped. They're, they're not going to get religion. Look what look what they just did. It's shocking. To they me went that to they get. Don't. A, they didn't go get a progressive leader. Yeah. They went and got the, what they thought would be a politician who could who could backroom them yeah. into a better deal and get Congress on their side. And Congress ain't going to do it because, because Tommy never Tuberville is there. But Tommy Tuberville, Tuberville is a big barker. He's a carnival barker. Yeah. He actually has no traction whatsoever. No, use your favorite word because that's what he really is. What, a grifter? Yes. Yeah, he's a, he's a total grifter. Yes. So I, I don't take anything that he says uh, seriously. He's a grifter. It gets some headlines, but there's no actual traction. The guy has no influence whatsoever when it comes to these types of things. Because at the end of the day, the states, the representatives, how do you think it's going to play out? When we've already seen this in Georgia where they were, yeah. they tried to put in more stringent laws and the, and the university of Georgia was like, uh, uh, uh the hell you are, uh, excuse me. We're, Kirby smart was like, um, sir, we are interested in winning more national titles. Exactly. If you're interested in that, then well, you'll let us do what we want to do. Exactly. <laughs> so, cause the last thing these representatives want to hear is from big money boosters saying, I'm sorry, are you keeping us at a competitive disadvantage to Alabama now? No, sir. We are not going to do this. Oh, we're going to lose recruits to Texas. Under no circumstances is that going to happen. So this gets back to my central point. 
the NCAA continues to lose. So you can send out all the memos you want, and all the college football writers can be like, oh, the NCAA, blah, blah, whatever. It doesn't freaking matter. It doesn't matter. And at some point, somebody has to just say that quiet part out loud. It does not matter what the NCAA thinks when this matters, on the matters, because to get back to your point, the Supreme Court neutered them, neutered them. It's over. So also one of the great fallacies of the NCAA is that they have some sort of governing rule over anything in the real world. They don't. They have no subpoena power, no. which, of course, North Carolina learned the hard way when yes. Robert Quinn turned over which, his phone. And people are like, what are you doing? Why? Well, That's this, the only way they could get speaking it. Speaking of North Carolina, <laughs> as much as we, we can talk about that, there's, there's a 30 for 30, uh, or if we had more time, an entire podcast series about how the story of North Carolina scandal, if you just wanted to isolate it to them, cool. I mean, that's been done multiple times. Sure. But the real story is how the real grift. The real grift is how <laughs> North Carolina, and a credit to Bubba Cunningham, yep. their AD, going, wait a minute. We can outlore you. We have smarter people on our side. We can pay the billable hours. You can't. And you noticed state got on board. Oh, Braxton Beverly? He's ineligible? Hold up a second. Let's get our lawyers. How did that work out, Joe? All, all wins. All they wins, win, They lose all the time. They, it's yeah. all wins. So the schools went like, it's sad, oh. And sadly for the NCAA, it's their former lawyers who helped create the rules, then right. broke off. And Bond, Shunnick, and whatever the other guy's sure, name sure, is. Sure. They broke off and now are, are basically just bilking all of these schools just yeah. to kick the NCAA's ass because they know the answers to the test. So this gets us to donor fatigue. So to get away from this, we know where this is going. NIL and uh, the Wild West of the NIL, the market will eventually find yeah. its level. And schools are learning the hard Don't way. Don't tell that to SEC baseball. Dude, have you seen the have you seen the post-college World Series portal activity? Uh, yeah. State lost Cannon Peebles to Tennessee. Wake Forest just lost two dudes. Yeah. So... As, Allegedly, uh, the six-figure deals in baseball. As, as Wes Rucker, who covers Tennessee, saying, like, I'm sorry, this sport is broken, where you're basically being talent evaluators for the big money SEC schools. Where you can for LSU bounce. and Tennessee. Yeah, pretty much. Arkansas probably get it. Sports, A&M. Sports broken. Of course. <laughs> sports broken. <laughs> but there is a level of market correction. And this is something yeah, we're Matt, not there yet. We're not there yet. We're going to get there. We're soon. on the way there because Matt Brown wrote about this on, on three. We should probably talk to Matt from Extra yes. Points here in the near future. That essentially... Donors keep getting asked for more and more money. And I think the best quote was, there's two, two quotes really stuck out to me. The first one was, hey, look, if you're a big money booster and you give $10 million to a school and you get a building out of it, well, your name's on it. The building's there. Somebody's going to walk by and see your name. Right. Or you walk by and impress somebody and say, hey. If you give half <laughs> a million dollars or whatever it is to make sure the roster's straight, well, one, nobody knows that you did it, number one. Number two, it might not work out. At least the building's always there, okay? Like, oh, this roster sucks, and I paid for this this terrible roster? Suddenly, I got issues, right? So that quote was amazing. And then there was one from Maryland's AD who said, and I wrote it down because it was too good. He's like, they just moved into a new football facility, Maryland. Okay. okay. And, he's, and he said, look, wrong timing, because we, we did the money at the time when this mattered. And he goes, quote, They'd get dressed in a trash can for twenty five thousand dollars. I'm like, yeah, 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 they would. Yeah, they would. So the whole, the whole I don't care about your slide. I don't care about your barbershop yeah. or your bullshit lights. The cool, me. the cool, the you know, Graham Neff, the AD at Clemson, put the game out there last year. Remember that video that yeah. I highlighted, where he's yeah. like, "Hey, look, now more than ever, we need you not to give money for the slides in the pool and the in the golf course. We need it for the players, <laughs> we need dudes." 
me dudes. <laughs> and I'm and I'm cool with that. I'm cool with the players getting the money rather than it going to a freaking but, fountain. But, but there's a market correction coming. But there is a market correction coming, but there's also Again, we keep finding these workarounds yeah. instead of solving the actual germane problem, which is the schools are not sharing the revenue that the players are generating. Mm-hmm. Okay. And again, people are like, oh, it's amateurism. People are like, oh, it's not supposed to be professionalized. Listen, I'm not the one who turned the scoreboard on. Yeah. Okay. Fox is the one who's giving a billion dollars annually to 14 Big Ten teams. Okay. That's ridiculous to sit here and say that those schools somehow need another layer of tutors need another layer of academic advisors need another layer of how many how many uh coaching consultants are there now i think alabama's got 50 oh, on staff them, or something yeah. crazy there's a bunch of them yeah we could pay all of those people but we can't pay the players yeah but no 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 you could pay the players but it has to come from dunkin donuts it has mm-hmm. to come from somebody on the outside why <laughs> why housekeeping so we got uh we have some cups that i'm working on okay oh the, the change color yeah that change color uh we're gonna find a way to give away some cups some way somehow we have stickers too we're just giving those away for free all you gotta do okay. is email the og goes digital at gmail.com in the subject line put sticker and your address in the in the email and i'll mail it to you i'm, I'm getting the stickers later this week i got about 50 stickers so I'm pretty sure we're bumping up to the 50 stickers. Okay. But don't worry. If you send us an email, I'll get more stickers and I'll, I'll send them out there. Let's give out some more golf balls too. I got yeah, another sleeve to give away. These are the OG logo golf balls. Shout out to Carter. Mm-hmm. Came up, got his earlier this week. Enjoyed them tremendously. Had a great conversation with him. So you mentioned Braxton Beverly. Let's email the word Braxton. Okay. Braxton All to right. the OG goes digital. And uh, we'll pick a randomly, we'll pick a winner for the, the sleeve of Pro V1s with the OG logo on them. Again, shout out to our guys at Breeze Through because they're the best. Also, a little extra plug for, for Breeze Through. You know who else is the best? Hometown Realty. You know, they're going to take care of your home needs. I know that. MyHTR.com. Uh, go check them out. We want you to buy a house from them. Just go yeah, do it. It's our one job this summer. We need to sell one house. Sell a house. And then just. It's it's all good. It keeps it keeps the lights on. It gets me more <laughs> lights. It gets me more cork boards to Absolutely. put behind me. Yeah, check them out at myhtr.com. Barry Woodard and his team. They have more than 250 agents. So actually, we're not selling now. They are. They are. Hometown Realty has got you covered. <laughs> Six locations, Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Selma, and Atlantic Beach. Whether you're looking to buy, uh, sell, or if you're looking to rent, they also do uh, commercial business. So again, check them out at myhtr.com. We sell one house this summer. We're good. We're Let's set. do it. Let's do it. Uh, and then uh, and then you can get Whitaker and Hamer to take care of some of your contract business, too, when it comes to buying a house uh, or any other matters as it relates to legal needs. Check them out at wh.lawyer. And that's Whitaker and Hamer. They got locations across uh, North Carolina. All the G's are covered, but all across North Carolina, again, they can handle any number of needs. Yeah, I drove by their shop on 70 yesterday on my way out to play some golf. Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer, they have more than 20 years of experience. They can help you close on a house, start a business, sell a business, anything that's family law related. They're in Raleigh, Clayton, Fuquay, Moorhead City, and then Goldsboro, Gastonia, and the G. And again, they have the greatest URL of all time. It's wh.lawyer. And shout out to Jim over at Network for Entrepreneurs in Wilmington. They got an event coming up on July 13th at Ironclad Brewing, uh, which highlights the importance of media relations and marketing to growing startups. You might not be aware of this. I know you've been listening to the podcast. You've heard us repeat this. Wilmington, if you're new to the podcast, Wilmington is one of the hottest startup areas in the country, not just North Carolina. 
and network for entrepreneurs in Wilmington online at newilm.com uh, can help you grow, network, get in front of the right people. And they've got this again, this in, this new uh, this new event coming up. July 13th. It's Thursday, July 13th, four o'clock in Wilmington. Where they got angel investors reaching out to startups, reading articles, et cetera. And you can go to meetup.com slash network dash four dash entrepreneurs dash in dash Wilmington dash NC. Dash. We'll tweet that out. Dash, dash, dash. We'll tweet it out for you. We'll tweet it out for you later. Uh, you know. July 13th, though. Check him out because Jim, you can find Jim on on Facebook and LinkedIn as well. Yeah. Jim R. R. Roberts does such a great job down in Wilmington. Move on. This is a first. I'm very excited about this. Brooke Pryor, ESPN, covers the Pittsburgh Steelers. Catch her on ESPN. You are you are officially our first in-studio guest, Brooke. Wow. I knew that I was hoping I was going to be like one of the first, but to be the first. The first. I, you've got to make this blue throne thing a recurring <laughs> well, bit. Shouts to it, Leanne. Here's, here's the thing. Though I feel a little attacked because it is a. If I was going to categorize the blue, mm-hmm. I'd call it a Duke blue. It is. It is. Um, so I am a little bit on fire at the moment. <laughs> but other than like the color, it's very comfortable. Ten out of ten would use my home. Would would put it in my home if it was a different yeah, shade. Leanne uh, across the hall from us here on uh, on this podcast. She's a she's a barber. Yeah, and finally. Finally, barbershop. Yeah, shop. finally, barbershop. So finally. she's got she's got all the goods and everything else, uh, and she let us borrow the chair because I realized we don't have a third chair. It's a bit of a we problem. have a third mic though. It we are very prepared. Mic. Oh, I got mics, much to your chagrin. Ah. Oh, every time I bought a mic, Jillio was like, "How many mics do we need?" I'm How like, "There's mics no you say such we need, thing sir. as too many mics." Yeah. What if you end up with a round table? Then what do you do? Exactly. Mm. You this don't is, have to pass the mic around. And this is what we're this is what we're experimenting with, right? Exactly. Same with three camera setups and everything else. But the reason, A, you're in town, so we caught up and we we were just at a burial here in downtown Raleigh catching up on things. And I was like, we got to talk to Brooke about a really, really important question. What's the bigger spectacle? A Taylor Swift Eras Tour concert stop, which you've been to two of them now? I have. I have been to two, which makes me, I, I'm a little bit embarrassed to say that I've been to two, not because... It makes me feel like a super like fan. James because, over yes. there. What are you, rich bitch? I, I was going to say, what's going on, man? So I'm like, God, there are people who don't even get to see one and are watching like the live streams on TikTok every weekend. And here I am. I went to two, but I am just very lucky. Mm-hmm. And I had one friend in Arlington that had a face value extra ticket. And I used some at Jerry's World? points. Yes, at Jerry's oh, World. And we were like up in the 400 level. We That's were not the point. You were in we, the building. I was in the building. And then this one, I met I met a girl on Instagram who sold me two tickets. And now we're good in friends. In Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, yep. Oh, isn't that kind of part of the deal too? Like I had a friend and there's like friendship bracelets. Yes. And she was talking about like, oh, you know, you Yeah, you, you trade friendship bracelets. Okay. So this like goes beyond that. Like Taylor Swift has given me so much she's like made me a friend i traded i let a dad and his daughter and her best friend stay at my loft for night one of the eras tour because hotels were sold out and expensive oh yeah and in exchange he's letting me use his beach house in corolla for a weekend so taylor swift has given me a friend a beach house in corolla and i sold my extra tickets so now i'm furnishing my home with those you're a generation man you're like the most trusting people 
on the planet. Listen, we never would have done any never of that. Never would have done any of that. I'm sorry, did you Get not? Get in the van. We had like code say, words. Did you not like well, actually, places? Well, or, well, well okay, 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 okay. About, well, we about had no, kidnapped so people. So you had stranger danger. Yes. Okay. So to, give you example, code words. To, to give you an example of stranger danger, 1995 Super Bowl at Joe Robbie Stadium. I was four years old. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was on my way to being 16, but let's not talk about that. So it was the Niners versus the Chargers. And don't ask how I was a Chargers fan. It had to do with Wait, Madden so I 93. You were? I was. Because I had, had Marion Butts. And that your Madden pops ni- got you Super Bowl tickets? So the way it worked out. That was really nice. So the way it worked out was my dad's very much about, you need to go to it. My dad's all about checking off boxes. Sure. You need to do this. You need to do this. I've been What's to two this? Super Bowls. Like all that kind of stuff. Wow, I wish my parents were like that. So... Well, you got to remember your Super Bowl experience is different than what it used to be. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah, my yeah. parents are like, you need to clean your room, not you need to go to a Super Bowl. It's very different. So the way it worked was my best friend, John Wells, his dad had a buddy from his time in the service who lived in California, huge Niners fan, and made the trip down. And he said, look, I got an extra. All I'm asking for is face value and a ride to Joe Robbie Stadium. And mind you, this is before Uber. He didn't want to deal with taxis. Mm-hmm. So my dad goes, I'm in. So he drove me and this guy who I've never met before <laughs> to Joe Robbie Stadium to go to the Super. My dad hung out in the parking lot. Wow. And he had the time of his life because he brought a te- he brought a TV. You know, rabbit ears uh-huh. TV. I was gonna say, how did he get that thing to work in 1990? But rabbit your dad ears, is man. like crazy smart. Yeah, I mean, my dad's got all sorts of technological stuff. So rabbit ears TV, back of a Bronco 2, and all the people who missed out on the scalpers just kind of hanging out, trying to watch the game. And they all gather out of my dad's car and they gave him free beer. I was going to say, he could have charged like five bucks. But the the stranger danger, my dad would not let me go just by myself. He's like, like, look, I'm going to take you. If you have any issues, just leave. That would never happen now. Like, like, oh no, just, you're, you're inviting them to your apartment, yeah, your apartment, your Airbnb, and you're swapping. Wilder than just Airbnb. I did not know this guy's last name. He was a friend of a friend. Okay. And I uh, met that friend the right bracelet? once. Yeah, I let okay. Look, I made that his, sounds like something else, by the way. It does. Uh I made his 13-year-old daughter a friendship bracelet. Aww. I made her friend a friendship bracelet. Okay. I got them sparkling cider, but I didn't know this man's last name. It's not like on Airbnb where even though their customer service isn't great, you're still like somewhat protected right. if everything goes sideways. I did not know anything about this man okay. and in fact told like my building manager, by the way, there's a dad and like two 13 year old <laughs> girls staying here. I think it's fine, but if it's you not s- part of a human trafficking. Right? Ring, I don't think, <laughs> but if you see like a parade of people coming in or my TV walking out, let me know. But it was lovely. He, uh, he sent me pictures of things in my apartment that he thought were cool. His wife is a judge. I have a little RBG bobblehead that nice. really resonated with nice. him. Uh, and they had a great time. So I almost feel like I already know the answer to this question because you've been you've covered Super Bowl. Have, he I cased know. my apartment. He, he took pictures of it. He does know my door code. He knows the building code. Uh, that is not great for me. But one of his kids did step and poop in the backyard. So maybe that like soured him on it just enough. That maybe he doesn't want to come back. Maybe. So I, I feel like I know the answer. Super Bowl or Taylor Swift show. For for my personal enjoyment. Mm-hmm. It's a Taylor Swift show. Well, I was say you were working at the Super Bowl, too. But here's the other thing. As a fan, you can get... I won't say that you can get the Super Bowl experience from your couch, 
but you can still watch the game and be invested and have like a, wow, this game is still so memorable to me while I'm watching at home. And Mm -hmm. you can, you know, have the Super Bowl party and there, there's a way to enjoy it while not being there. Yeah. I don't think that watching the Taylor Swift videos and there's a ton on like TikTok and you can, you know, live stream and stuff like that. And I know people that like hooked their phones up to their TVs Mm -hmm. so that they could watch the concert. You know how many times I've seen vigilante shit on my TikTok? How was that? I'm sure a lot. And of course that's the one that, that pops up. Of course it is. I mean, of course it is. I mean, Oh, why are, why are men? Oh, you did it. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> i'm just i'm just i'm just picking up what just happened here yeah, no i mean look wire men joe wire men why, oh, yeah. oh no yeah, that's well, yeah wire men oh so regardless and i watched every single one of them of course you did oh and then when it rained like in nashville oh yeah oh, oh you know oh, also at gillette no. too at gillette, like, it rained. Yeah. no i actually read a story from huff post about how like her makeup artist makes her still like none of that runs even oh, in the okay. rain. Oh, it's, it's pretty wild science so i, I guess <laughs> merch mm-hmm more difficult to get merch at a Taylor Swift show or the Super Bowl? I think Taylor Swift show because Super Bowl merch, the hack that I've always done is you go the day after the yep. Super Bowl and you go to like the media oh, or the, yeah. the merch tent. Just like the US. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Everything's super yeah. cheap and you can still get good stuff. Mm-hmm. This Taylor Swift up. So I was out of town. Uh, I flew back in friday night which was why i was also like down to have my loft be used by this man and you know his daughter and her friend (laughs) sure sounds sketchy every single time i say it and i just stayed with a friend but the friend that i was going to the show with but her and another girl we were going with the merch tent or the merch trucks rolled up i think on thursday Mm -hmm. i want to say i'm not in pittsburgh she and her friend went they got in line an hour and a half before the merch trucks opened still took them about an hour and a half to get through the line to get the stuff things were selling out she got me the blue crew neck if you look on poshmark right now that crew neck is going for three hundred dollars we got knocked out joe what happened to you? i know we're sitting in the same room we're all sitting in the same room what happened to your video <laughs> I, I think my my uh my ethernet cord is it oh, no. could be my money don't jiggle jiggle it folds i mean so everything people, people can't see how enraptured you are yeah, with everything story is, of Taylor Swift. Yeah, merch. everything is connected. This is very strange. Will you let me know when you uh when you get knocked back in. Okay. Well, I mean I can still hear you. You don't no one needs to see me. We're, well, we're good. No, but it's on YouTube. Oh yeah. That's fine. Log back or in. You, I'm trying. You okay. could be someone's vigilante shit. You don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> see, look at you jumping right in. See, you figured it out. Yeah. We're allowed to curse on this medium. <laughs> yeah, I'm still I'm still getting comfortable with, with that whole thing. All right. Just so, for you, I demurred when the, did you see the Kevin Garnett interview when he was talking about Zion Williamson? No, it was a great evaluation. He was saying that Zion Williamson is a generational talent. Yeah. And he kept saying MF, 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 oh, MF. Oh. And I was like, I love this clip because he was arguing with Paul Pierce mm-hmm. about how good Zion is. But the clip was amazing. But then I'm like, uh, I should probably wait to break that barrier when Joe's here. You know, yeah. I wouldn't be the one saying it. Probably, yeah. Right? Like, probably. Kevin Garnett's the one saying it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's on his podcast. So it's yeah. like, and when you it's upload these, out there. And when you upload these things to YouTube, you have to be very specific about language used. You do. Uh, I, yes. I noticed this in your, in, in your steed in my, in my when I was trying to learn Fair things. Enough. Yes. Fair enough. All right. I guess the other thing about the Super Bowl, and we can wrap up the Taylor Swift Super Bowl conversation with this. We could go for hours. We, we really probably could. I, we could do an entire hour of this. I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that. The Eras Tour is very specific to this moment. 
Yes. Okay. It's like in you're younger, but every major pop artist has that. This is the tour. Yes. Okay. 100%. You know, you two had the Zuropa tour and everything else or that what was it now what was it called Octoon Octoon baby was the one was their big album but then they did the whole zoo tv tour that was the tour so that was before they put music on my ipod that i didn't want yes that was like the iconic youtube tour even before the 360 tour and things like that um you know there's there's all sorts of examples that i can give i don't know why i use youtube but that's neither here nor there with the super bowl the super bowl it's gonna happen every year there's one every year yep there's one every year um people and you know this, I know this because I've been to a couple of Super Bowls. The halftime entertainment isn't for you at the Super Bowl. No. It is engineered for television. So Correct. when you're there to watch a performance, it's, it's not the same. It's not the same thing, right? No, the, like the weekend's performance, I was at that Super Bowl. And, you know, it looks so cool when he's like going through the mirrors and stuff mm-hmm. and whatever. It kind of looked cool, I guess, from the press box. <laughs> from I your mean, perspective? It honestly just kind of looked a little creepy with everybody in unison doing the same dances. It was like, is this, you know, like the Beijing Olympics all over again where everybody's in sync? And oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's So I think that the Taylor Swift tour is engineered for people in the stands. Like, there are mm-hmm. so many cool things. Like, I've told people, even if you're not a Taylor Swift fan and you could really, you know, you couldn't care less about her music the production value of all of it is exceptional. The graphics, the transitions, the costumes, Mm -hmm. the way she interacts with the crowd, all of that. And also, by the way, similar to a Super Bowl and covering a Super Bowl. So like you guys know, you have to get on the bus to Mm -hmm. get to the stadium super early. Gates opened at 4.30. My friend, we parked at 3.30 and like we're super like trying to scout out, okay, what's the best parking lot that we can get in and out of fast because there's going to be a ton of traffic, like mm-hmm. nothing we've ever seen. Parked at 3.30, sat in the car for a little bit, went in right at 4.30 and found our seats. And I kind of felt like it was like pregame at the Super Bowl when you're media and you're there so early. Yeah, Warm-ups are not even happening. Yeah, I'm like taking photos, oh, walking around. So, uh, like, it, was the, it was the MetLife Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the Seahawks and, and Broncos. And because the whole concept of you got to get out to the Meadowlands from the media hotel in Midtown Manhattan. I mean, we got out there like at noon, I think it was. And you had to go through the whole security and and everything else. It was a process. That was how I was so anxious leading up to the day of the concert, because Mm -hmm. I just kept thinking about all the things that could go wrong with traffic. And I'm a late person by nature. And I'm also like, I'm (laughs) going with a friend. This is in Arlington or this is in Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. Arlington, we had no trouble. And I was just kind of along for the ride. You don't live that close to the stadium? I live really close to the stadium. But like it, so so I've seen a couple concerts in that area. When we went to see Billy Joel at PNC at the baseball park, Mm -hmm. it took us two hours to get out of the parking deck because we got there late. We had to park on the very top top, of the parking deck. And by the time it all empties out, oh. I mean, we just sat there. Brooke, that's that's a that's a game at the Smith Center if you get there too late. Yeah, and it's terrible. <laughs> it's, yeah. And I don't know how to deal with those things. And so I was literally thinking about my preparation. Okay, where do we, how early do we have to get there so we get a spot so that we can leave? And you know what? My friend's dad who drove us was a wizard. Nice. Because we got out of there at 11.15, the concert ended, got to the car 11.20, made it back to the park and ride where I left my car at 1130. I was in bed at 1145. That's Look at you. Look at it you. It was, I mean, more efficient than any Super Bowl I've ever been Almost to. as impressive as Mike Tomlin never having a losing season. And it was definitely wow, in question this year 
And it was even more doubly impressive because he insists on having Matt Canada call the place, which is fairly amazing if you think about it. I want to mark. I want to mark the tape at fifteen oh eight. That's a long we time for me to make it. We finally got to. We finally got to. It's a long Canada. time for me to get there, right? I really hate that you put me in the position of having to be a Matt Canada apologist because I am going to defend him a little that's bit. That's fine. Because he did because a good job with Kenny Pickett at the end did, of the year. He did. And that's the key. And that's why he's still Mike Tomlin's offensive coordinator. Plus he had another year on his contract and Mike Tomlin doesn't fire coordinators. You've explained this to me multiple times. Yeah. Here's the thing. This is the first off season. He's had the same quarterback from one to the next because last year he thought his guy was going to be Mitch Trubisky. And And then he ended up with a Mitch that was scared to throw the football. I've got bad news for you though. (laughs) The same three lousy plays that he loves to run. He's still going to run. Yeah, and they're ultimately going to they're ultimately going to run up against the wall, which is everyone in the building knows what you're doing by the end of the year. See, that's fair. If I see the ball run one more time on first down, I want to see it thrown every single time because mm-hmm. I've seen it run enough times Shocking. in the last two years <laughs> that that I, you know it's funny. Bill Barnwell dropped his um, offensive playmakers ranking, offensive threats ranking, and the Steelers were ranked, I want to say, twelfth. So they were set third in the AFC North behind Cincinnati and Cleveland, maybe Baltimore, whatever it is. The Steelers were ranked in the top half of the league in terms of playmakers. Mm-hmm. But he was saying, you know, Najee Harris has to be better. His, you know, yards over expected, what all of that yards per carry, everything near the bottom of the league. You know why that is? Because he was running in situations that it was so obvious, obvious. that Matt Canada was going to run the football. <laughs> if if there is, to me, the biggest critique of this offense is that it was too predictable. And I don't know if now having Kenny Pickett in the system for a full year and you have largely the same group of playmakers, the offensive line should be better. Mm-hmm. So, hey, let's give Kenny Pickett a little power and, you know, let him throw on a hot route. So are you... Are you trying to get an over under on the Steelers this year? Like, what do we? I, I think they pegged it eight and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because, well, did he end up? What was the final record last year? Was it eight, eight, and one? Did no, they, they tie they, again, or did no, they end they up going no, nine they, and eight? They didn't. I think they went nine and eight. Okay. So I mean, they're going to be right in that ballpark. Yeah. I I would take the over. I think they're going to be better than they should be because that's how because my of Kenny's second year. I. And here's the thing that I mean, there's, that's legit. I, I rookie quarterback gets better. You know, exactly. it's like the, it's like the old college football coaches tell you week one to week two. Yeah. Well, yeah. An NFL quarterback between year one and year two is going to make significant development. So I, I, I don't hate the over. They would make to me, I don't want to say lock because it's um, June. Yeah. But to me, they are <laughs> no, I need to take Brooke, let's as go. close to a June lock. If they were in the NFC, They'd be a June oh, lock yeah. for the playoffs. Yeah. Being in the AFC, it's going to be significantly harder with how good everyone is and what a quarterback Just dominant conference it is. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, but I think and the I like, Steelers should like be sneaky Pickett, good. But he is like a poor man's burrow. He's like a knockoff burrow. He's like a Diet Coke. Okay, but Diet Coke is like better than regular sugar Coke. or whatever. Yeah, Coke Zero Sugar is better to me than, than the real thing. Then no. there's like a tab. No, no, I'm no, just no, saying, no. like, not like he's like, like starry yeah. and not like, what are we sprite. sprite? Yeah, it's like, what are we doing? Just call it Sierra Mist. Just yeah, just go back. He's to a good player. Mm-hmm. Or he has the potential to be a good player. I, I I'm not saying does. that. I just I, think I think we know what his ceiling is already. Yes, I I think that this last year he showed that he can 
be a game manager, but it's not good enough to be a manager in the AFC. And I think that correct for him to take the jump, I, he's never to me, and maybe this is going to come back to haunt me to me. He's never going to be in the conversation of a Joe Burrow, a Patrick Mahomes, uh, oh, you know, the, not, the that's, cream. That's but fine. I'm just saying, but, but the Steelers can still win sure. with that. Sure. Are they a Super Bowl team? No, but I think that when's that going to catch up to Tomlin, by the way. Well, shoot, if you ask uh, people on the street in Pittsburgh, it caught up to him like four years ago. That, like they that are, I can't I, believe. I mean, you've told me this and you can explain it to me about the Carolina standard. Like, I, I can't imagine that people in Pittsburgh don't like Mike Tomlin. I don't him. get that. Hey, the, well, I mean, after, there is no greater gulf than the national well, perspective of, of Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh perspective. I'm, I'm totally, also that makes total sense factoring in race. Uh, I'm yeah. being stupid yeah, that, and naive. That too. is a whole yeah. different. I mean, but it's it's absolutely part of the conversation around him. They also look at it. I mean, I was just having this conversation with my friend's husband the other day. He gets so frustrated when he's like, "Well, why hasn't there been any playoff success recently? Why haven't they won Super Bowls recently?" Yeah. Okay, but can we not have the conversation that? Ben Roethlisberger's arm went off a cliff. Was it his decision or was that the people who run the Steelers decision to hang on to Roethlisberger for at least three years too many? It was both. Like Ben Ben didn't want to retire when he did. He felt like he was kind of forced out the door. There there was a lot of head and hearts not being in alignment. Speaking speaking of Ben Roethlisberger and number seven, did Taylor Swift specifically do the secret song (laughs) as like an homage to Ben Roethlisberger? She's an Eagles fan, so I hope not. Okay. Um, she said she did it because it was the day before Father's Day, and there are some overtures and, and mentions of dads and childhood in the song Seven. Yes. Okay. And that was the song that she did with Aaron Dessner from the National. Mm-hmm. He came out and played the piano, so you know I shrieked. Um, <laughs> and then the next song was Story of Us, and then I had a feral scream oh, and probably terrified the entire section. You you stepped in it though with a tweet. I no, I didn't. I or didn't did you, tweet or, it. Or did you just text it to your friends? I so here's the thing. I said it out loud <laughs> like, oh, to no. my Steelers and I'm not saying friends. It on this program, oh either, no, sir. she's absolutely no, saying it on say this it. program. I'll okay. say it. It okay. was the best performance of a seven I've seen in Heinz Field. Clip it. Boom. Clip it. Put it on TikTok. <laughs> Let's go. Get that web. And I would just like to say, for the record, my friend's dad. Jim Gallagher did not think I would tweet it. He said, tweet it. You won't. <laughs> Coward. I'm going to say it on a podcast instead where it can be Let's replayed go. over and Let's over go. and over again. Brooke, you're the best. That's why. That's why you're the best. I'm going to have to move down here full time and go to witness protection. <laughs> Wait, I'm really is the Rafflesburger Hive that strong? It's not weak. Even after even after all that at the end? I mean, okay, here's the thing. First of all, what, did he, throw, what, did, what did he throw in his first Super Bowl? 38 yards? In the first I, it, was, it wasn't many. It was on TV the other day. And I was like, I'll yeah. watch it get like it an arm. It wasn't great. If we also, though, put it into context, I started covering the Steelers in 2019. Okay. So, so that's the year he came back from the surgery no, and the played well? He, no, that's the year he had, he hurt his elbow. Was hurt. Because okay. I joined the Steelers beat thinking, wow, look at the stability I have joining this beat. I've got Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert. It was kind of like when I joined the OU beat and thought the same yep. thing. And then Bob Stoops retired. I was about to say, I'm like, have you, it's you, you, it's you. To, have you stopped to think that maybe it's me. Hi. hi. I'm the problem. It's me. Yeah. Okay, you get to cover I, like so many good things though. Yeah. So, and whenever Chiefs. I leave your team, you'll win a Super Bowl or oh, a national t- championship. Don't tell Steeler fans that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying if, 
if if right. well that's actually sounds like i'm trying to put out a hit on myself if i disappear you might win a super bowl well, yeah, i don't you, actually you want that keep fooling around and finding out with yeah. uh, strangers in, in Listen, your airbnb if you, swaps if you <laughs> offer me taylor swift tickets i will get into your van all right. that's, okay. that's no, all no password needed oh, 123 right. yards nine of 21 two interceptions Antoine Randall completed more touchdowns than Ben Roethlisberger. But hey, man, he's a legend. He's got some Super saying, Bowls. That's all that counts. He, he had some great performances at Heinz Field. I was not personally in attendance for any of them. That's fine. That's so fine. that is why I can say. All right, before we get out of here, because this is the summer of Panthers SEO. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Like so, let's let's give in. Let's just okay. just a wash in let's... SEO goodness. Bryce Young. What's the scuttlebutt around the league now that it's actually happened? And, you know, they, look, we talked to Jonathan Jones about this earlier in the week, and the Panthers have done a great job on the charm offensive. And they're talking oh, about yeah. how he's crazy smart. He's wicked smart. He's, he's, <laughs> <laughs> but around, around the league, I would imagine that the whole size issue is probably got some defensive coordinators going, yep, we're ready for this. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm doing a lot of holding my breath and like, I don't want to be right. Cause here's the thing. I love, I love watching guys do well of and course. succeed. And of like, course, wow. They really, you know, they, they made a great decision with that first pick. I am scared about his size. I don't think that he is an NFL sized quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really going to hurt him. When you look across the league, everyone is getting bigger. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the opposite of the NBA where it feels like the NBA is getting smaller and the big men are getting phased out. Mm-hmm. I just did a story on the DBs. The Steelers drafted two DBs that were both the tallest that they've drafted since like 2006 or something. It's crazy. Everybody is getting bigger. The D linemen, the, like how you have to see over guys or around like it, to me, which was a problem last year for the Panthers and their smaller quarterback who you once covered. I, yep. I have, I have covered a lot of you really short have. quarterbacks you have. now that <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think about that. Uh, yeah, that even sense. Kenny Pickett is not the tallest, but he is. And you had to worry about hands t- with him. Yeah. There, there's always something that's going to be undersized. Something sized. Um, what's going on? It's weird. Something in the water. Um, but I, I look at Kyler Murray and I'm concerned because of what we saw with Kyler Murray where like, yeah, there's going to be speed and all of the intangibles that come with that. But I look at longevity. I look at injury risk. I look at the guys that you're playing around and I, it worked in college, but just because something works in college does not mean that it's going to work in the pros. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would not have made that pick. They better get the offensive line, right? They better get the skill position, right? And they're going to have to scheme. They got to scheme around. Everybody keeps bringing up Drew Brees, Drew Brees, Drew Brees. Right. But when Drew Brees was coming up, it was a different NFL. I was just going to say that's, <laughs> that was a different era. It, yeah. it has evolved. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a league of monsters now. And you've got somebody that has no secret stuff. So like, what do you. <laughs> and we'll close on that. Brooke Pryor, ESPN covers the Steelers. And of course, national NFL stuff as well. Well, congrats. You are our first in-studio guest. You helped us kind of experiment with my all the equipment because I'm still figuring all this stuff out on the fly, but I think it worked other than Joe's internet connection. Crap. Well, you know, who needs that? Eh, no big deal. We share the same internet connection. That's the weird part. Were well, you, you have... hogging the internet? No, no. I think it just comes down to the fact that I, I, I have a theory as to what happened, oh. but we'll, we can discuss that. Okay. Uh, after the show. Thanks, Brooke. Thank you. Thanks guys. Next topic, please. Big thanks to Brooke Pryor from ESPN for being our the first in studio guest here 
on Obvious and Jillian. Yeah, I think she's right though. They would like a green screen for that that third chair. <laughs> So we can like customize <laughs> the do. background for them. <laughs> we do, might be yeah. above the, our pay grade right now or yeah, our sound, abilities, look, but the sound tiles are just going to be a peek behind the curtain. That's what yeah. people are just going to have to get. Hey, they look good. They look better than the blankets. Yeah, the, uh, the, blank, the blankets have a particular <laughs> aesthetic to them, man. They have a particular aesthetic to them. Uh, shout out to the Butcher's Market for sponsoring Obvious and Julio. Uh, it is prime grilling season right now. Head on over to the Butcher's Market. What I can't stress enough about Butcher's Market, it's the sides. They got the meat down, all right? Sides, baby. Sides. I'm sorry. The vegetable medley. That's unbelievable. With the whatever proprietary <laughs> blend of I'm seasonings. I'm worried you're getting the wrong meat, though, if you don't think the meat is the sizzle. No, the, the meat's <laughs> always the sizzle. What I'm getting at is don't sleep on the sides. Okay. Have okay. you seen the little to augment your meal? Have you seen the like the bacon-wrapped jalapeno poppers? Yeah, they're delicious. The, the potato skins, too. Oh, the potato skins are so good. So yes. All I'm saying is don't sleep on that. Don't sleep on the sandwiches, either. You can drop by for lunch and get a sandwich. Uh, the best cheesesteak. Also, you can sign up for the Steak of the Month membership. Get a fresh, never-frozen hand-cut steak each month from July through December. First one in July, just in time for that 4th of July cookout, 24-ounce T-bone. Mm-hmm. They're in Raleigh, Cary, Holly Springs. Check them out at thebutchersmarkets.com. Also, shout out to Breeze Through. I see you got your lifetime refill uh, I do. mug going on here. We're going to have to put an OG logo on that thing. I think Adam over at Breeze Through is down. I think he's down. I think he's down for that. Got it. And uh, we'll actually shout out to Breeze Through. They got written up recently in a industry magazine. I saw that. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, I tweeted it out. Go check it out. It's again, it kind of highlights uh, what this podcast is about, what Breeze Through is about. It's local. It's community. They're locally owned. They got locations in very, very convenient spots for all of your needs. Oh, you're going to a summer concert at Walnut Creek. There's one lo- one location there. You're going to go tailgate uh, at PNC Arena or Carter Finley. They got one right there. They got them all across the triangle. Headed out to the beach. On your way. Go hit them up. Do it to it. The the Breeze Through crew has you covered no matter where your summer plans take you. We're moving on. So, Joe, have you watched The Bear on FX? I have. I've not started season two, so no spoilers, please. Here's the thing about season two. Now, we're actually going to get into some spoilers here in a second. But the thing about season two is that it really resonates with you and me and what we're doing. Okay. I mean, it hits. <laughs> it's going it, to hit me hard. It's going to hit you hard. Need the brown liquor? Uh, and then all of a sudden, there's Coach K references. And what? Drew Jackson from the News and Observer. Food and dining, but occasionally helping with Brooke Kane on some television reporting as as well. And I want to get to somebody, We're all in the entertainment business And, show. I, and I want to get to a colleague of ours uh, who's never watched the show, but had to be on assignment to get a quote from coach K, but we'll get that in a second. Drew, what's going on, man? Hey, good morning guys. How's it so going? You, you've watched the, you've watched season two of the bear, right? I uh, binged it in like two days. Um, same with the, the first, first season. It's uh, possibly even better than the you know season one. I, I agree. It's uh, I, I definitely agree. And now there's a recurring arc in this season where coach K doesn't make any actual appearances but his book and highlights end up making appearances. And I, and maybe this is because we're too close to it, Drew. Joe, maybe you can back me up on this. I feel like the way that they kind of treat Coach K is not realistic in that nobody loves K like apparently they love K on this show. You well, think it is, it's based in Chicago. It's based in Chicago. He's from Chicago. I, I, I get There's all There's our that. context. So it's, it's the very, winningest coach in college basketball history. But it's like it, it's it's very very forced. They're like, oh, are you reading Coach K's book? Like nobody talks like this when it comes to Coach K. That's all I'm getting at. Even in Chicago, I'm guessing. Is that an accurate representation, Drew? Uh, I think so. It's it's very warm. You know, he's like sort of uh, represented as as a, a pillar of of leadership and. Um, 
you know, a, a, a wise sage, uh, you know, they're, they're lessons for basketball, but, you know, really you can apply them to, to any, uh, you know, part of life, I, I think is kind of the, the message there. And, and, you know, in the show, they, they take, um, they take uh, leadership and, and idea, you know, this sort of central figure leading a, a, a group of people building towards, you know, some greater purpose. And in, in this case, it's, you know, a, a, a steak or, a, you know, some kind of dish and, and, mm. you know, and, for Kay, obviously, it's uh, you know winning a, a basketball game. Yeah, your experience in the restaurant business and and covering it, Drew. How accurate is everyone being called chef on every reference? Ooh, you know, it's a little heavy. It's a okay. lot. Um, <laughs> and you know, I I uh, have not worked in in that certainly not that level of um, of of kitchen. But you know, it's uh, it, they say it a lot. They, I mean, they kind of it, 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 it punctuates every sentence. Right. I'm not sure yeah. that it's quite to that level, but yeah. um, you know, it, but maybe maybe in some uh, you know upper echelon world, you know, world's best kind of kind of kitchens, uh, it it is like that. But corner uh, corner at the corner. No, no, that is important. You don't want to get you know. No, yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to run into that. At the Harris Teeter or the Food Lion or the any of the other grocery stores that sell fried chicken, do you think they get the the chef treatment? Maybe not, but they should be, you know, I, I, I would imagine they say corner and, and things like that. But I, I think that that's kind of an interesting parallel because like in season one, you know, you have, they're, they're basically running a, a pretty, um, a pretty homey kind of, um, uh, you know, Italian beef kind of, kind of joint. And, yeah. you know, I, I think, a, I think a, a nice fried chicken place is, is sort of similar. And, and, you know, the, you have this, this world renowned chef that sort of comes in and he takes over and, you know, he, it, it may be, a, they, they may be making a sandwich, but I mean, he, he applies everything that he knows about food and, and knife skills and, and working in a kitchen. And he, you know, tries to make this very good sandwich, something that's, uh, you know, wonderful. Yeah. There's and, and Drew Jackson joining us from the news and observer. There are parallels to the real world. Like these types of things happen. Somebody burns out or they go and they experience all the things that they can experience in a kitchen. And then they want to go back and make, you know, their elevated takes on comfort food. I mean, we have examples of this here locally with Ashley Christensen, right? Um, and you know, David Chang from who's a very famous chef who's got shows and things like that. I think he finally opened up his own chicken joint, the Fuku concept in the old North state food hall, if I'm not mistaken. Right. That's right. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, it's basically David Chang's uh, chicken sandwich, uh, joint and it's, uh, yeah, it's in the old JR's uh, cigar uh, factory. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So again, there's, there's some parallels to real life. Although I did, again, I was maybe because we're too close to it here in the triangle. I was very much like, oh man, they're being way too flowery about coach. K. Well, there's no warm and fuzzies as we learned on his farewell tour, no. which people, you know, mistakenly thought maybe ESPN in particular. No, no. And, no, and, and this comes from somebody who has nothing but respect for coach. K. Course. We have a good relationship with Duke and, and coach K, but we also know how things kind of play out in the yeah. room. That's why I was a little like in the triangle. Yeah. He knows too. He know. Oh, he knows. <laughs> Ever ask him about, hey, oh, he Mike, knows. when's the last time you were the ACC coach of the year? He'll just be like, ah, come now. I'm not going to win that. You know how that works. So we we get into season three of the Bear? Oh, for sure. I mean, um, I mean, that would be a tough 
place to end it. I I think uh, you know you got oh, the hero in a, in a I haven't got I haven't got to the finale yet. But oh, um, I just I, I just got done with the with the Christmas special, which uh, always and it's the new Ted Lasso, right? You got the Christmas special no, no, out of nowhere. No, 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 this is the anti Ted Lasso. Oh. Trust me on this one. You, I, I understand why you uh, needed a break after after that one. It's Dude. it's heavy. Whew, that was a heavy episode. All right. Speaking of heavy, I, I felt heavy reading your grocery store fried chicken roundup with Brooke Kane, along with the cookout shake roundup that you did a while back. Brilliant, by the way. So the I, cookout thing was brilliant. I want to start with I want to start, Drew, with the cookout shake thing yeah. first. And I would imagine, because I've experienced this myself, people have strong opinions about their cookout orders. And they have strong opinions about their shakes. And I will admit that I got a little miffed in reading okay. your roundup that you just did single flavors. You got to combine the flavors. Are you going to follow up on the cookout roundup and crown the Reese's the peanut remix. butter cup Oreo combination as the king of combos? Because that, to me, is undefeated. Ooh, I mean, I, I totally understand that. And okay. so... um. We, we can, we, but like, where, where do you stop? You know, like, like how many, like Three there flavors. are, so we, we did some math on. Okay. What, um, what math did you get? I'm sorry. What, what kind of math did you get on the combination? Okay. okay. So, so, you know, we, we obviously didn't do the combinations and, and there are 40 some um, different flavors and you can theoretically combine as many as you want. And so uh, we had, a, a former fellow at the at the a summer fellow at the NNO. Um, she has a PhD in mathematics. She spent a couple days working on this problem, and her answer was um, the number of cookout milkshake combinations is two to the power of forty minus one. Which I don't know what that means, but she said that it's basically one point zero nine trillion uh, combinations. So. Basically, that's why, I guess. <laughs> so what is the maximum that you can put in an order? In, any. Like, you could get a little, you could get, but, like, but a simple, full, you. you know. Not all- you. So I can basically do the soda fountain suicide version yeah. of a cookout. Yeah. So if, if we so if we went to cookout, like, I, we're, we're workshopping here. This is called live workshopping, Drew. This is called uh, staff meeting. Staff meeting, live to tape. So if you, me, and Jillio, and let's get Brooke involved, too. If we went to cookout. They're on Newburn, and we said we want to shake with everything in it. They would do it theoretically. That you know, someone uh, there was a there was a, a Reddit thread, I believe, where someone said, you know, I work at I work at Cookout. Yeah, you can do this. Um, I, I don't think that they were officially representing um, Cookout, but uh, <laughs> but they uh, it would be redundant. Like you wouldn't need peanut butter and banana and peanut butter banana. True. You wouldn't need that, right? So I mean, yeah. But I would for actually, the math, those are all in in that number. Yeah, for your math. Okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And you and do we wait for the eggnog shake season to come around to throw oh, that I mean, in as well? Well, so it's this is kind of a special week because you know we have the uh, the watermelon, watermelon. shake. Watermelon, uh, right? Uh, I think it's uh, this weekend, uh, and uh, and so obviously we we weren't able to um, to include that one. But uh, have you all had that one? Because it's kind of amazing. I have had it. Yeah. 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 You're, you're talking to cookout like yeah, okay, yeah. I like slops Drew, over here. Drew, I'm I'm the guy who put Happy Van Winkle in the eggnog milkshake. You know, I do remember that. I remember seeing that. I 
I imagine you did get a lot of hate mail for that. Oh, <laughs> where there's some really upset. The, bur- the, the bourbon bros were really mad, really mad. I got a lot of people who said like, you should have all your bourbon taken away. <laughs> that's you a, forfeit all your future that's rights. A, that's a $2,000 milkshake. I go, yeah. And it was delicious. It was delicious. <laughs> but hey, look, when Wright Thompson, who wrote the book about Pappy Van Winkle, came up to me at a Duke game when he was writing the farewell pieces on Coach K, said, I loved it. I'm going to take that as a win, man. I'm going to take that as a win. Sure. All right, we'll close on this, Drew. No, the chicken. We're going to don't leave us in suspense. The chicken. All right. So, how many grocery stores did you hit? Gosh, so we did, uh, you know, Publix, Harris Teeter, Food Lion, um, Lowe's, Walmart, and we went to Wegmans, but they didn't they Wegman, didn't have yeah, fresh fried chicken. Yeah, Wegmans is hit or miss on their fried chicken. Sometimes they have it, sometimes they don't. Now, I'm partial to Publix fried chicken. However, time and place matters. And I'm going to tell you right now, the Food Lion, right after you get over the Snows Cut Bridge in Carolina Beach, Yet their fried chicken, cold, take it to the beach. You can't get anything better than that. It's undefeated. That undefeated. that makes sense. That sounds more more of an experiential kind of yes. kind of thing. Yes. Um, so got, some beers involved. Oh, it? it was definitely <laughs> beers involved. A lot of Takata. So where? Uh, so where did you guys? How did the how did this thing come down? So, you know, Publix by far was the oh, oh uh carly sees that that was the uh, that was Ooh, that was number two and honestly really good. excellent That's middle of the afternoon you know you would not out expect the g? Did you got the g we did what? we get we, we the carly sees uh yeah. no Car- carly sees off of uh new burn uh, it yeah. oh boo yeah. you didn't go to the g yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and so yeah it went, it went Publix, carly sees lowe's um food lion we we had a a bit of an issue with with food line because like we we showed up at like 12 30 you know you would think prime chicken time no yeah. chicken so we you know we go to lowe's try their really excellent really like thinly crispy excellent chicken uh and then we go to a, a, another nearby food lion and we've missed their chicken as well so they uh you know it was not the best it, it was kind of it, it was old and and okay. uh, and really like the, the breading is way too thick on there don't you think Sometimes there are people who ride for breading, honestly. Okay. All right. Like, there are people who just absolutely love breading. Maybe that's why I'm kind of partial to the food line sometimes because it can be too breaded, but I like breading because I'm I can see like, like that would be better for a, for a cold fried chicken. You yeah. Know, it, it would exactly. keep a little bit of a crunch. How about, the, how about the price, Drew? What was the best price? What was the best bang for your buck? Because I feel like um, grocery well, store chicken undefeated. Because it was a little old, we, we got 50 cents off. So that, you know, Foodline had a good price. Walmart had a good price. Um, uh, Publix, I think, bang for your buck. Um, I, I can't, I think it was like, it was either nine or 12 for an eight piece. Um, all those numbers are a, a little jumbled yeah, up. Okay. But um it, I, I think a fair price. Drew in the choice of fried chicken over roasted chicken because I feel like roasted rotisserie chicken is the go-to when you go to a grocery store. Um, I would say it's the most consistent for sure. Like a Harris Teeter chicken is, is is not not too bad. Fried chicken in general is just one of my absolute favorite things. I, I think it's like that that uh, last meal sort of sort of yeah. thing. Um, Already planning, Drew. <laughs> I know. You know. You got to be ready. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, where did you grow up? That fried chicken is one of your last meal choices. I, I grew up in, in Southwest Virginia. Um, okay. So, uh, you know, uh, tech was kind of the, the local school. But. Okay. Okay. 
All right, well, Drew, we appreciate the time. Um, I, I want to make this cookout thing happen. So I feel like we should we should coordinate. We'll go to the one on Newburn. Get on, yeah. We'll just see how many they'll let us throw in yeah, there. Honestly, and yeah. if it's a and if they only allow X amount, I think we then uh huddle up and we either go, all right, you're gonna get this, I'm gonna get this, you're gonna get this, and then we combine them all. Ooh. Okay. And just mix yes. it up and see what happens. All right. Yep. So you're down for that? I, I love that idea. And you're going to bring the, the Pappy Van Winkle as well. Yeah, right? yeah absolutely. Yeah. I will absolutely bring the Pappy. I, I got my connect. Don't worry about it. Thanks, Drew. Yeah, thanks a lot. What's up next? What's up next? So whenever we do this cookout thing with Drew and Brooke Kane, it's going to have to be a day we're not recording because it's going to be nap time. Yeah. And I'll... And I'm, I'm, I'm slightly lactose intolerant, so I might be out for about 24 hours. Same. <laughs> Just saying. That's probably too much information for people, but hey, we said full transparency. <laughs> you also said there's a spot on the internet for everybody. So, Good point. <laughs> That's a really good point. That's a really good point. There's a spot for you if you are into trading cards, collecting cards. It's Oak City Sports Cards in downtown Raleigh. Buy, sell, grade, and trade uh, we're actually working on some baseball cards to take the ACC kickoff next month and play a little remember. Let's remember some guys. Yeah. Shouts to Deadspin. Yeah. And uh, it's funny. I, I was wondering a good chunk of coaches, whether it's Dave Doran um, or Dave Clawson, younger guys, guys, Mike who, Elko, Mike Elko, guys in our general age range, we can break out an 87 top set and they'll I be think like, so. oh, yeah. they would enjoy that. I feel like I have to talk to my dad about Mac Brown. No, no, no. Because Mac's going to coach. A lot. I think if we get some NFL cards, they've co- you got to remember him. he coached that's a right. ton of guys you're at right. Carolina and Texas. You're right. You're so right. if we got like a '96 or '97, oh, all over it. Oh man, I think like, oh yeah, I had that, that guy yeah, exactly. He, and he might even tell you know Mac <laughs> stories, man. Story, but story like, time. Oh, I just want to find one that has a Ricky Williams, <laughs> so we can get a Ricky Williams story time with Mac. Like that'd be fun. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Anyway, so head on over to Oak City. Uh, I know you stress this plenty. Get him graded. Yeah, listen, to get the best value for your cards, you have to get them graded. I, I had a couple of Michael Jordan rookie cards that I got when I was a kid. Yeah. Hung on to them all these years. The value, you know, goes up and down. Truth of the matter is, it's the most um it's the most counterfeit card in the world. It's crazy. So it, you 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 know, you're not gonna buy one that's not graded because you don't you're not you're not hundred percent certain it's real. Right. So that's part of what the grading process does. Get your cards graded, get the best value for them, go check out. West in Oak City, Oak City Sports Cards. It's oakcitycards.com. They're also downtown in Raleigh, right off of Glenwood. Also, shout out to Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority. Uh, I, as I mentioned earlier, it is prime grilling season. Uh, it's a little muggy out there. Wait till the sun goes down. Be out there hanging out. Uh, whether it's a cheap Weber or your palatial outdoor kitchen, mosquitoes can ruin it. Mosquito Authority can come out, treat your, your, uh, your yard, make sure that that's kept to a minimum. Man, I want a palatial outdoor kitchen. I'm jealous. I've... Look, or you're man. saying, I, so I was in Philly and my friend Howard, we crashed, um, we crashed with them and well, real quick about mosquito authority, pest story, no contracts you use them throughout the summer. Uh, and then when they're done, they'll be like, Hey man, we'll, we'll, we'll contact you next summer. If you want to do this again, that kind of thing, no contracts, but you can call them and be like, Hey, I got a problem. They're yeah, going to yes. come out and take care of you. Yes. Check them out at yes. bugsbite.com. Numbers 919-807-1951. Listen. Hayes Lancaster is a true OG. It's been with us from the jump has been with the uh, law of the wolf podcast yep. too, for three years now. So uh, big shouts to Hayes and his crew. If you have any issues, ants, bugs outside, bugs inside mice, 
moisture, you name it. Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority, it has the answers for you. Bugsbite.com. So I was in Philadelphia and my friend Howard is all about like every sort of outdoor equipment. He's thought okay. about some sort of outdoor in Philly proper or is he in a suburb? They're like in uh, like the king of Prussia. Winwood. <laughs> it's like it's it's like a suburb. You're it's not right... proud of me for just naming any. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I think it's Winwood. It's on the main line. We'll okay. take you right to downtown uh, downtown Philadelphia. Regardless, it's it's actually by St. Joe's. Their house okay. is by St. Joe's. I did not see the bird flopping as well. I, was I say, did the not. Hawk never dies. I, I did not see uh, our guy Joe Lenardi uh, hanging out when I was there. Regardless, so he's got the pellet smoker. All right, he's got that blackstone that that griddle that that griddle top. It basically oh. looks like it's an outdoor version of the Waffle House grill. That's, that's very sweet, actually. It's like, but the, <laughs> as he complained, though, he's like, you have to have it on a level surface. Otherwise, sure. things just start to pull one way or the Again, other. Again, water finds its level. <laughs> exactly. And that's what he's like, I really want to do this the right way because I went to a friend's and he had the same thing and whatever. And he also has like a Weber. So he has like every bit of like outdoor smoking, grilling material out there. And he wants this palatial <laughs> thing. But I almost feel like, no, I, I feel like this is actually better for you because you can just kind of place it where you want to place it and you can move it. Like my friend Erica, she's got that whole outdoor setup, like with the infrared and everything else. I almost feel like there's an element of, are you cooking outdoors? Are you just taking your kitchen and going outdoors? Right. Or are you actually trying to cook in a different way? Cook in a different way. Yeah. That, that's kind of my attitude. Like I got the Cajachina, which is a, basically the Cuban version of a roasting box. And you just wheel that thing out. Put it in the yard. You know, that's how I roll with it. Anyway, that's my own. I thought the Cubans like dug ditches and, and well, threw that's, things so, in the ground and yes, covered so the, it. So and, the traditional way of doing the lechon, is, you know, the, the Cuban version of a pulled pork uh, or a Caribbean version of a pulled pork is, yeah, you dig a hole in yeah. the ground, you put the, the pig there, yeah. put the coals on top of it's it. It's like days, cover right? it up. It's a day. One day. And you just sit there and you drink all day and yeah. then you cover it and you're, you're good to go. But not everybody has the space to do that. Sure. So, you know, Cuban ingenuity. They took shipping container boxes and fashioned made them, your own and made your own above ground where probably reusable. Met, well. Yeah, metal. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's it's wood out metal in, you know, sheet metal in. Yep. And then you put the coals on top of it, and then then it's basically recreating the same thing. The problem is it's very inexact. Sure. <laughs> you know, it's it's like those egg, uh, was it the big green eggs and things like that? They're very exact. Right. So, the digital thermometer. Yeah, all that stuff. With this, that ain't for me, man. Like it has like a worksheet to do math with. Like right. kind of like the worksheet we had to do to put up my cork boards. We created uh, fire, sir. We really did. Let's answer some Hey Joe questions. Oakwood Pizza Box. <laughs> Shout out to Anthony. <laughs> Wednesday through Sunday, by the way. Big shout out to my friend Chung yesterday. He's like, I, I wanted to support Oakwood Pizza. I went by and I'm like, it's Tuesday. It's He's Tuesday. Like, They're not open. And I was like, oh yeah, man. Wednesday through Sunday. Check them yeah. out. Lunch yeah. on Friday, Saturday, Sunday as well. All right, so we're actually doing something a little bit different. Let's go to Reddit, Joe, where okay. somebody uh, posted, Melvin's Lobos uh, posted, Jillio, you happy now? And it was in reference to Wake beating a real SEC team in the College World Series. Y are you happy with that? Uh, I mean, the answer was an SEC uh, SEC final, wasn't it? It was. So am I happy that I was right? Or are they, are they trying to say... <laughs> no, that Wake beat a real team. Oh, that Wake beat a real team. But that Wake beat a, a real team in the, in the college no, series. No, I, I hate it for Wake because I do feel like the game is rigged. Okay. And I feel like the SEC is just going to keep winning this thing over and over and over again. 
Yeah, so I would not be. have minded if Wake had won anything. Now, part of me also says like Carolina has been chasing this thing forever. Yeah. State has been chasing this thing forever. And if Wake were to swoop in Virginia style and win this thing, mm. like kind of out of nowhere, I'd be like, you know, come on, man. That ain't right. Yeah. I'm with you on that. All right. Uh, you know, God forbid Duke ever wins this thing because to the uh, to the YouTube comments. Oh, I didn't see John Burns's uh, about Tony D'Angelo. Beverly D'Angelo is a better <laughs> skater now. I mean, so, yeah, let's put let's put Beverly D'Angelo in a Canes jersey. I'd like to see that regardless. Are you serious, Clark? Uh, this is from Wes. I wanted to get this question in when Anthony was on from Pizza Box. What is pizza wine? You all rave about it on their menu. You don't give any details. It's Lambrusco is the technical name yeah. of the wine. Red it's, bubbles. It's red bubbles. That's yep. all it is. And you can get the bubbles as um, as sweet as you want or as dry as you want. Like, I'm not a sweet wine person. No. The one that that Anthony carries, I've also gotten it over at... Um, Raleigh Wine Shop? Yeah. The one yeah. on Person Street. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. Wine Authority or whatever it is. You can buy that exact one that Anthony has yeah. there. I think Anthony also sells to you there, too. Yeah, he does. Um, but yeah, it's 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 complements pizza. It, it really does. But with the bubbles, if you're not feeling beer. So go check out some Lambrusca. And I think you know, last time I was at Oakwood Pizza Box, because they don't pour it by the glass. Right. They're, you got to buy like, the bottle. It's like, are you okay with it? Like, yeah, we'll crush a bottle. It's really not that hard. It's really not that hard to crush a bottle. Don't don't worry about that. All right. Next up. Look at that. We're getting away from Twitter to answer some Hey Joe questions. That's nice. That's growth. It is. That's growth. Uh, let's go to I am Iron Kaniac. Why do some people think it's a foregone conclusion that Aho will be the next Kane's captain? Not that Aho doesn't deserve it or that he won't be the next captain, but why isn't Slavin at least in the captaincy conversation? I think we get a little too wrapped up with the title itself of okay. captain. There's always leadership groups. Okay. Right. Always a leadership group. And just because Slavin doesn't have a C doesn't mean he's not some sort of you know part of that leadership group. The captaincy sometimes goes beyond just who's a good leader, who has the room, who has a command of the room, et cetera. Sometimes it's the, who's the face of the franchise. And if you're the Carolina hurricanes, the face of the franchise is Sebastian Ajo going forward, depending on how this contract works out. Yeah. And I'm also not privy at this point to the locker room dynamics. I mean, I have an idea of what Jacob Slavin's personality is like. I have an yes. idea of what Sebastian Ajo's personality is like. But think about it this way. Like, how many players on that team are Finnish? And how many of them kind of gravitate to Sebastian Ajo and his personality? Look, man, and, there's a reason the way why. that he plays. Now, what's funny about Slavin, we often forget, and I do this all the time. Yeah. How many times have I done this? That I screw up? I, and it's not really a screw up. It's, it's, a, it's like a, a bias against defenders, right? Mm-hmm. Jacob Slavin is the best player on the Carolina Hurricanes. Easily. It's actually not even close. No, it's not close. But every time I tell you, well, who's the bus driver? I always say they're waiting for Ajo. They're waiting for Spice to go. I never mentioned Mm-mm. the guy who actually is their best player. Yeah. So I make this mistake often. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think captaincy does get down to personality. And, and again, I, I'm not going to sit here and be able to, you know, parse in detail the difference between Jacob Slavin and Sebastian Ajo. I would just say to you that I, I think how how the players respond to each player is important. Yeah. I, I do think, I, I think I could generalize and say Jacob Slavin is a bit reserved. Uh, he's, he's super religious. Like mm-hmm. he, he's very devout Christian. So, yeah. I mean, there's some of that and that some of that's not for everybody. Keep in mind. And I don't, I don't think I'm giving away too much of the game here. And I've, it's not a, it's not a secret that uh, Aho and I live on the same street. Yeah. 
Um, and you know, people are always like, Oh, well, Joe, you like, no, when we bought into North Hills, it was a long time ago. It was not the North Hills, you know, now that's all right, I'm saying. Right. Okay. Did we get lucky with the, with gambling on North Hills turning? Yes, yes. we did. That's neither here nor there. If you want to know why he's going to be the captain, you're, you talk about the relationship with the Finns, things like that. There's a reason why I call that house the home for wayward yeah. fins. Like it is a way station for young guys and Finnish players. To I was going to say it's the young guys too. When when Jarvis people, when people are when people are congregating when they're hanging out when they you know people, there were some pictures of like Taravainen and others hanging out you know in a house at a postseason event. You know where that took place? Ah, so. right. So th- th- those types of things also play into why he's going to be the next captain. We'll close on this from our friend Jim at uh, 910 Startup News. Uh, hey, Joe, Our guy do, Jim. do you agree? This is from Awful Announcing. Travis Kelsey, this was, they were on the bar stool on Pardon My Take. Uh, Travis Kelsey calls podcasting, quote, the hardest job in the world. I read the story. and Basically, he was giving his brother credit. He's giving Jason a lot of credit, basically saying that, hey, man, it's, it's tough to come up with content every day, and he's a gifted storyteller, and that's why this thing goes. But yeah. It, 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 it is hard to come up with content every day, Travis. Uh, although, shout out to David Hale at ESPN said, yes, podcasting is so hard that so few people do it. So few people decide to start podcasts. Well, so few people do it well. <laughs> well, there, there is... <laughs> Gain any kind of audience. There is, there is that. There <laughs> is that. And that's something that, you know, we're currently, and I don't want to say struggling with, but we're trying to get uh, a handle on just being exclusively digital. Uh, and thankfully, people have followed along with us, and we appreciate everybody. And we appreciate everybody who's hit the subscribe button or hit the like or the thumbs up, left comments. All those things help. Every subscriber helps to what we're doing, whether it's following on a podcast or following on YouTube. But hey, we had more than 70,000 downloads our first month. That's pretty good. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm looking forward to football season. Really curious where yeah. things will take off because we're in a traditional dead time of the year, which again, gets back to coming up with content right. on a daily basis is hard. All right. And, you know, I, I will say this, uh, you know, you and I usually uh, will joke when we see something in the news, we're like, oh, but we never have any good ideas. Right. And I've been screaming for the longest time about how podcasts are time consuming to create and expensive for how people treat the medium. And that my argument is basically that podcasting is no different than radio. You got to be new daily content all the time. The juice might not be worth the squeeze for a long form narrative podcast. Not that we have any experience with doing a long-form narrative podcast and the work that goes into it and whether or not there's a huge payoff in the end. I enjoy doing it, but there's more of a payoff of doing what we're doing now than there is in a long-form podcast. Can we continue this conversation in September? Maybe. You got an idea? No. You you can get the real reaction in September. Okay. Okay. That's a tease. That's a radio tease, Joe. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of Ovis and Jillio. We will see you all Thursday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.